0: The legal views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute or contain legal advice. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, it is a pleasure to have you here for our third episode. I am joined by my co-host, Dave. How's it going, Dave? I'm doing great, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm doing very, very well. I'm excited today. Um, we have a great guest coming in today, J.P. Callio, um, all the way from Ireland, mm-hmm. by way of Finland, if you can believe it. Oh, wow. Um, he's great, and you're going to like him a lot. We'll talk a little bit more about him in a bit. But first, um, I want to welcome you all, um, let you know that uh, we're available on iTunes. You can subscribe to us, uh, Break the Business Podcast. And I ask as a favor, um, if you like what we're doing around here, please rate us, review us, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, You can also contact uh, me at Ryan, K-A-I-R. Email us at breakthebusiness@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I think I got everything. That's it. Yeah. Oh, and there's a blog. Yes. We we do the oh, blog. The thing.
1: break the the break the business blog. That's Excuse the one. Me.
0: Easy for me to say. Yeah. Breakthebusiness.com. Um, yeah. So JP Calio is coming in today. Um, he's gonna teach us a lot about being a prolific content creator. This guy creates one song a week and he's been doing it for almost two years. Um, he's going to teach us uh, a lot about Patreon. That's mm-hmm. how he's doing a lot of crowdfunding now. He just started a Patreon page. That's going to be, in my opinion, Dave, the way that a lot of indie artists are going to gain a considerable amount of income over the years by getting support directly
2: huh. from
0: their fans. I'm excited for that, um, okay. that development. It's sort of the next stage of Kickstarter. So Kickstarter, that's a crowdfunding platform where you fund yourself project by project. You, you tell fans, hey, I'm making a project. Donate money to it. Um, you'll get a copy of the project and some other rewards. What this is more of is creating a long-term relationship with the fans. Like, support me by pledging to donate a certain amount of money for every song I write, uh, for every video I create, or maybe just every week that I'm in existence making art. And it's going to create a direct relationship with fans, and it's really exciting. So I look forward to talking to JP about that. Let me tell you, Dave, Yeah. about... Something that is becoming a passion of mine. I would almost—I don't want to say an obsession because that sounds very like fatal attractiony. Mm-hmm. But let's say I have a cause. That's the way to put it. I have a cause. You have a, this man has a cause. I have a cause. I am a man with a cause, and my cause is getting a certain person on our show. Okay. Um, I want Tara Naomi on the Break the Business Podcast. Tara Naomi. Tara Naomi, and now. A lot of folks might not know her name. When I say Tara Naomi, you know, some people might know her, particularly if you were a big fan of YouTube artists, you know, about 10 years ago, nine, 10 years ago. But she, to the extent- I don't want to say she broke the internet, because that's more of like you gotta be, you know, Kim Kardashian to do that. But she definitely mm-hmm. micro-fractured the internet this week. All right. She put out an amazing article with the help of an artist, um, another great indie artist, Ari Hurston. They put out an article on digital music news entitled, and let me just pull this up here. I want to make sure I get the title exactly right. I'm glad you have this up right now. Um, How signing a major record deal nearly destroyed my music career. Um, For all of you folks out there, read this article. Indie artists, read this. This is great. Um, It's insightful. She's honest, you know, and you can learn a lot. And God, do I want her on the show to ask her about her experience with this. Let me tell you a little bit, Dave. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you've skimmed the article, but I want to sort of give you the full, full summary now. Okay, right. so late on me, right on. Um, so take yourself back to 2006. YouTube isn't even YouTube yet, right? Um, I don't even think it's been sold to Google yet. So it's just this up-and-coming video streaming platform. Um, and the indie music industry is completely different because Twitter's not really a thing. Facebook is pretty much something that's just exchanged between college students, right? Like MySpace is roaming the earth as like the big yes. Tom is in control. Yeah, this is Tom's world right now. Yeah, and suddenly you have this artist, Tara Naomi, who emerges um, as pretty much the first YouTube video star, indie YouTube video star. In 2006, the most subscribed artist on YouTube was Tara Naomi. Number two was P Diddy. She was ahead of Diddy on this, on the you know, in terms of number of subscribers on YouTube. This was her domain back in 2006 wow and again this was the infancy of youtube so i think you know her, her her video only had a few million views but back then that's like a 20 billion views right and i guess also people weren't preoccupied with cats that's right cats had yet to take over the world right like she had five million views in a time when there were six people on youtube so it was just a bunch of people who were loving her music hitting refresh it was great
1: boy those people really uh, they spent a lot her. of time there
0: yeah and so what happened to tara is you know she she put out an ep and sold it to her fans, and this is before like you know even iTunes was really huge. so she was shipping this EP out to her fans, and she made five thousand dollars on her EP in a week. Okay, um, pretty good, which yeah, it was you know pretty good for you know just kind of promoting yourself on YouTube. and keep in mind, like there's no Twitter, there's no Facebook, like she's just making one to one connection with her fans, and she's making some great strides. And so it was only a matter of time before Tara caught the attention of some record labels universal island one of the biggest ones around universal the largest distributor and island a huge record label um offered her a record deal wow yeah no it it was a a great you know me you know my feeling on record labels dave mm -hmm. but i'm the first one to admit that if you have a label interested in you that means you're doing something right yeah right you've caught the attention of people who are you know in the know in the industry. And so you should be happy about that. You shouldn't sign the deal, but you should be <laughs> pleased that, you know, that they're taking interest in you. And there's a reason why they were taking interest in her. She was on the rise. And so she was contemplating selling this deal. And interestingly, when she was about to sign the deal, you know, who reached out to her and said, maybe you shouldn't do this. It was YouTube. Interesting. So YouTube people came up to her. She had a relationship with them. Cause again, she was a big star on the page and they said, look, I know we're not much right now. You know, we're just our little streaming video website, but we're working on some technology that will allow artists like you to monetize your videos. We're going to get ads in there. We're going to help you make money off of these videos you're creating. You know, just, you know, don't give up on us. You know, you don't need to sign this deal. Just wait. And she said, and I don't blame her because how did she know what was going to be coming down the line in terms of technological development? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, I'll, I'll sign with the label with all the money and resources. And, you know, yeah. So she signs this record deal and basically it's sort of just a disaster from the start. You know, one of the things that she writes about in the article was she, she meets the, uh, a marketing manager at the label and the first thing he says to her is, so tell me about this YouTube thing I keep hearing about. Well that's a great first impression yeah. right there. <laughs> this is it kind of it's sort of like you know when you're, when your grandfather is asking you about um, whatever technology you're using. Oh, so how is the thing going with your new computing device and yes.
1: It's like so I hear we hear you're very popular now why and how? Yeah. And
0: <laughs> if they were truly on top of the industry they should know that, but there you go. Right. Um, But yeah, it was 2006. And granted, in the label's defense, they absolutely know what YouTube is today. They absolutely know what social media is today. But that's what she ran into back then.
1: Oh, they definitely know what the internet is. I'm sure they're all over Netscape.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. They all have CompuServe email addresses. (laughs) One of the things that she told the label was, look, one of the things that I've been doing that's really been helping me in my career is I've been making a direct connection to my fans. I'm talking to them on social media. I'm talking to them on YouTube. And my fans love that. And the label said to her, you have to stop. Stop interacting with your fans. You know, she, she writes uh, from the blog post, the label said that she was too accessible and that she needed to be more untouchable to her fans. So she gave the label full access to her social media pages and stopped posting and putting out videos. And this is from the blog. I handed over my mailing list and social media logins to the record label. I trusted this team of professionals to grow it into something much bigger than I could ever hope to create on my own. I backed off. I disappeared, focused on writing songs and hanging out with the quote, right people uh, rather than connecting with my fans, the community I'd grown to love and depend on prior to signing my deals. I figured I'd play by their rules for a little while and build my career into something bigger and reunite with my community once the label was satisfied with my rock star status. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. Life moves so quickly, especially online, and I emerged from my major label experience broken and defeated. I had lost my deal with Island Records when the president who signed me left the label, and by the time I moved back to LA and tried to re-engage my online following, I found that my people had pretty much moved on. So, once the her label experience fizzled because again, they weren't letting her engage her fans. You know, the album, she puts out the album. It doesn't do very well because, you know, as she writes in the article, she didn't really get much input on the songs. They didn't give her any creative control. And so she didn't get to write stuff that was authentic. And so the, the album sold 25,000 copies, which by the way, if you're an indie artist, not bad, you know, mm-hmm. 25,000 copies at 10 bucks an album, you know, you're making quite a career for yourself there. Yeah. But in the label world, it's, you know, it's a pittance because, you know, you're, you're signing a record deal with a 15% royalty that gets cut to, you know, maybe 8% after you make all the deductions in the record deal. And plus that 8% has to recoup all the costs that the label spends in terms of recording, independent marketing, things like that. So, you know, $25,000 in record sales, you're never going to recoup that money, which means you're not going to see any money as an artist in royalties. Mm. And so 25,000 is not, it's not a home run for the label. And so they dropped her which by the way huh. she's kind of lucky they dropped her. They could have just as easily the way most of these record label record contracts are structured, they could have just as easily kept her in the deal and not recorded anything with her. Just sort of, you know, keep you on the shelf and right. you're done making music. At least they let her out of the deal. Yeah. That makes her lucky so to speak, but it was heartbreaking her story because after this, you know, label experience was over, you know, she tried to re-engage her fans but they moved on. You know, half yeah. of her fans you know, didn't really feel a connection to her because she went on to the major labels and half of her fans had already moved on to the next great YouTube star. And, you know, and she writes in the article how she wonders what could have been had she just stayed on that path, you know, caught the wave of YouTube monetization that was coming. And basically it could have been that first big YouTube indie artist that made a lot of money. And um, the lesson that she gives to artists, and by the way, she writes in the she writes in the article, that she does not want to label bash. This isn't about bashing labels. She has a much better heart about this than I do because, you know, I'd be more compelled to bash the label here. Right. I mean, they, <laughs> kind of, they did kind of screw her over. But, but the way she says it is that it's not her bashing the labels. She believes that her failure was not being true to herself and being authentic as an artist. And if she was willing to trust herself, trust her art, and trust her authenticity— she would have had the courage to say thanks but no thanks to the label deal and you know become the artist she's always wanted to be. So if you want to check out this article, it's, um, it's called How Signing a Major Record Deal Nearly Destroyed My Music Career on Digital Music News, written by uh, Tara Naomi and Ari Hurstend. Um, if anybody knows Tara, if you're out there, Tara, um, please come on this podcast. I would love to listen to you and talk about your story will be very nice yeah it would be a hell of a get i gotta say i know and she she's you know she's great and i i mean i if you've ever listened to her music on youtube it's wonderful i'll Um, check it out yeah and Um, definitely on youtube yes (laughs) that's you can still find her there thankfully um and she's still making music and you know from what i've heard from her music it's only a matter of time i think before she sort of bubbles back up again that's great we're certainly uh holding out hope for that. So we're going to be right back here on the Break the Business podcast. we got J.P. Khalil, another amazing indie musician coming up. And uh, we got lots more fun. So stick around to the Break the Business podcast. Hi, Ryan here from the podcast. If you like the show, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you want to reach out to us, shoot us an email at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ryan K.A.I.R. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the podcast. He's a Finland-born singer-songwriter who currently resides in Dublin, Ireland. He's been writing and releasing a new song on his website every day for almost two years. He's also a very active blogger. His posts include a daily Quick Tips segment which provides useful advice for indie artists. You can check him out at Music.com. Ladies and gentlemen, J.P. Coglio is on the show. Hello, J.P.
2: How are you doing, guys? How's I'm things? doing
0: very, very well. Uh, thank you very, very much for joining us. Um, oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, from your faraway land, uh, we, <laughs> we are uh, pleased to have you here. Um So the first thing I want to ask you, and this is just to satisfy my own curiosity. So you live in Ireland, and you're originally from Finland. How on earth does that happen?
3: Uh, Well, you get on a plane, and and, and you fly over. Um, Are there a lot of people from Finland and Ireland? Um, No. There there, there are a few, but I try to avoid them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tell the people a little bit about the style of music that you play, J.P.,
3: and, well, actually, I do quite a lot of different things, but um, the, the kind of the past few years, it's been, it's, it's a singer-songwriter based stuff um, that kind of lands somewhere between kind of the, um, I'd say, indie folk and alternative country. Um, it, there's no kind of a definite uh, direction in it as like, I don't decide to do any kind of uh, particular way. It's, it's all about the songs, when, whatever way the songs come out. And uh, just due to financial uh, limitations, I, most of them are just me and acoustic guitar. But uh, there's some of them have uh, big arrangements as well. Um, but I also like on top of that, I, I do play an um, Irish uh, kind of f- folk rock band called Slitter, uh, which kind of gets me around to Europe a lot, which is uh, good fun as well.
0: Uh, I'm actually a big fan of Irish folk rock, and I'm afraid that what I'm about to tell you, I don't know if you're going to sort of make fun of me because like, maybe <laughs> this is too mainstream for like the kind of stuff you do, but. I very much fell in love with the movie Once, and uh, oh, yeah, Glenn yeah. Hansard, and the uh, Broadway musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, like, am, am, is that sort of just, like, too mainstream for me to think that's cool, or is that cool? Like, to like Glenn no, Hansard?
3: No, not at all. I, Glenn, Glenn, uh, Glenn, Glenn's a very strong figure in Dublin music scene, you know, he uh, and he, he, like, that, that movie kind of does show a little bit of the beginning parts of it. Like, he, he did start busking on the streets, you know. Um, yeah, he's, 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 a, he's a genuine...
0: Yeah, but that movie, you know. Yeah, that movie made me very much fall in love with that style of music, though. Um, yeah, yeah. So you've been releasing one song a week for almost a couple of years now, and I yes, think,
3: it is since yeah. the beginning of two thousand fourteen.
0: That's yeah. amazing, and <laughs> it, it's it's really. Uh, I've seen a few artists do stuff similar to this, and it's something that I'm always trying to encourage artists to do um, because now the distribution is so much cheaper because you know people don't buy music in stores anymore. Um, you can release music as quickly as you can create it. And yeah. yeah, And I think more and more, more artists are going to start to become like you, JP. Um, and so what I would do and to try to encourage more artists to do this, I ask you, how do you find the time to release a new song every week consistently? That's gotta be a grind.
3: Um, it's a combination of, um, not requiring too much sleep, drinking a lot of coffee and, um, yeah, time management kind of steps into the picture a little bit as well, you know? So <laughs> but uh, look, look you, get to the, you get to the point that, um, it's like anything to do with creativity, um, people kind of think they have this crazy idea that you have to be um, in the moment to do it. And which I think is a lot of crap. I, I, it's What I've learned is that you just have to get up. You just have to get up and do it. You have to, be, you have to, you have to turn up. You know what I mean? Like you have to turn up to write the music. And if you do that regularly, your kind of tra- brain starts to think that way as well. Like, okay, this is work mode. Let's do this, you know?
0: Because there are some people who say that, you know, how can an artist create such good content despite, you know, writing, you know, a song every week or a song every day? And what I would say to them in response is you write you you are able to create such good content because you're writing it every day. You know, you're building that creativity oh, yeah. muscle.
3: Exactly. Oh, very time, very much so. Like and like it's not only that, I've noticed that that uh, there's there's things that happened in the past kind of, well, nearly two years now that I, in the beginning, like I, I would be hesitant about certain aspects of my singing or, um, or like, you know, you kind of do the nerves kicking a little bit when you do in the recording process of things, but like all that is just completely gone. And like, you know, the, the big surprise in life is that if you do something, uh, over and over, over again, you get better at it, you know, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you know, it, it's, and like, I, I, yeah, of course, I had a little bit of hesitations when I first started it. And the whole, the, it started with the idea of doing it for the, you know, the 52 weeks for one year. But when I got to the end of it, I just went like, like, holy crap, like we, I started with pretty much nothing. And now there's actually, there's a, like a core group of people following what I do. And I built some sort of following out of it. And so, like, why would I stop, you know? i'm still enjoying it so why would i stop you know
1: now in in that uh, time period did you ever have uh, moments where you're like oh man you know what i just don't feel it right now the creative juices aren't flowing it just stuff's going on or do (laughs) do those moments actually breed like oh actually you know what i can write a song about that or that's something (laughs) that's interesting
3: I have those moments about once a week. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 the time when I sit down to write that song. Okay. First like, oh this, this is not going to happen this week. It's not going to happen. But you know what? I, I also noticed in, a, in only in the past kind of um, couple of months, I noticed that there was a. I have a time frame that it has to be done by a certain point, which I then allowed myself a little bit of uh, uh, kind of emergency time. And I, I noticed if I let myself once slip into that emergency time, uh, the next week I'm be like, ah, sure, I got one more day to worry about it, you know. <laughs> so you have to be strict with the, like, the, you have to have the mental strictness of this has to be done now, and but not to let it get to the point that it's kind of um, like choking you. That sure. You, you have to be able to still kind of, you know. <laughs> allow yourself that little bit of freedom to create um, so I mean don't put, don't put down like 15 minutes to write a song like that's not going to happen but uh, you know y- you can do a lot in a couple of hours if you put your mind into it and and the other thing I've, I really have noticed though that like the whole writing process um, used to take me a lot longer like there was a lot of uh, you know going back and changing stuff that whole the kind of the, the critical part of it and the editing part has become so much faster um, so and like my kind of the self-doubt of like, I'm not sure about that line. It, it, now it's a process of, okay, that's crap. Let's get rid of it. Write something. (laughs) You know, like it it all becomes so much faster the more you do it, you know?
0: So you have a, on your website, you have a, on your blog, you do a daily quick tips segment and you've done 175 of these so far. And I will confess, uh, um, I read it every day and have to resist the urge on a daily basis not to steal your stuff from my blog because um, it's all it's great.
3: Listen, for starters, feel free to do that at any time. Like that's uh, I, I, I think that whole idea of uh, everything has to be original. It doesn't really work because if you steal something from my website and you write your own version of it, it's going to be your view of the same thing, which is going to be different than mine. It's it's like, it's like um, we get so stuck on, the music, mu- on music on this thing that everything has to be original. But like if you look at things like Led Zeppelin, or, or Rolling Stones, and like, by God, they ripped off a lot of these old blues artists, you know, like and, and blatantly so. And, and it's like that's, that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, it's a progress and of we're growing um, by taking something from the past and doing something new with it. So yeah. Go for it. Take no. any of you want. <laughs>
0: it sounds like you're a big proponent of the sharing culture for sure.
3: It has to be, you know, like I, I think, I think the, the failure of the music business have kind of proven that, that, that kind of holding on to everything desperately, it's, it's not really working. You know, it, it doesn't really, uh, it, it doesn't really make your fans feel very good about supporting you, you know? So with your,
0: with your quick tips, um, which, by the way, I think are very, very useful for indie artists. Check out um, JP's website, jp, uh, music.com You can find his quick tips. Um, what would you say are a couple of your more, the most valuable quick tips you've written, the ones that have really resonated with readers?
3: Yeah. Um, okay, let's start. Number one um, is which everybody kind of has to get out of their heads. Any musician out there who's trying to make it in the beginning is do it yourself. No one else is going to do it for you. And if you wait around for somebody to come and do it for you, it's never going to happen. Uh, so many musicians, I came around, to, they, 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 you know, they tried to explain to me all these sort of reasons of like, you know, oh, time wasn't right. People didn't understand my music. And I was like, well, what did you do to try to promote it? Like, well, I don't really know what to do. Well, learn. Go out and do it. You know, the information is like your blog, like my blog. There's so much information online and you can learn pretty much anything. Just... You know, dig in there, read it. Um, the s- second one, I would say, and this is something I really, really try to push on people. And, and as I said, I want to make a challenge out of this one uh, for anybody listening right now. Um, you need your own website. Um, I was, in, I, I was um, online already in the days when uh, MySpace was a big thing. And everybody was kind of like, "Ah, sure, MySpace is great. We don't need a websites. And what happened to the MySpace? It was gone. And it was literally gone like overnight. And all the hard work was completely gone. And nobody had any interest in the, all the whole website at all. So that will happen over and over again with the loads of different platforms. So get your own website. And, and I could literally, go to um, Well, GoDaddy can be notoriously expensive. <laughs> it can be notoriously cheap the first year round, but the second year round, they charge you a lot more. Um, I, I was trying to contact uh, my uh, server provider, a uh, no, uh, uh, namecheap, uh, for if they would have given us some sort of deal, but they didn't. They didn't get back to me in time. Um, but they they have a much better deal, in my experience. Of like, you get the registry and the hosting, a uh, pretty good package. And then, 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 even next year, it's like, like I think I think next year I'm paying something like thirty, thirty eight dollars for the hosting
0: mm-hmm.
3: for for a year. Like that's nothing. You know, if, if you count that, like divide that, it, it turns up like nothing. Like if anybody comes to me and says, oh, no, I can't afford that right now. Uh, I'm going to ask you, it's Saturday night here when we're recording this. What are you doing on Saturday night? Are you going out? Are you getting drunk? How much money are you spending when you're going out? Uh, you know, cut back a little bit on that and put the money and get a website running. And do it as simply as you can go to their website set it up and there's, most of them have uh, like a one click installation of WordPress. And once you have WordPress set up on your blog, it's very, very, very easy to, to learn your way around it and, and start making it your own place, you know, your own, own platform. And uh, I think WordPress is wonderful. And uh, yeah,
0: we we use it here at break the business as well.
3: Yeah. I I think every musician should know how to use it. Uh, I mean, Of course, if you have the money, I'm not saying against uh, hiring somebody else to do it. uh, Go for it, but the lack of money shouldn't be the excuse for not having your own website. Um, If you want me to take you seriously as a musician, show me a website.
0: Uh, Very. You know, uh,
3: you know, it it doesn't even have to be the best website in the world, but show me a website.
0: (laughs) That is sage advice. So recently, you just started a Patreon page. Um, That's Uh, yes. Yeah, it's a crowdfunding website. Um, It's a little different from the like most common uh, crowdfunding page right now, which is Kickstarter. In Kickstarter, people contribute Mm -hmm. um, for one specific project that you're doing. How does Patreon differ?
3: Patreon um, is – there's two different ways it can work. Um, Basically, you become a patron of the arts. Um, If you want to support an artist like me, um, you can choose to pledge – um, amount of money um which in my case it's it's monthly because i do so much uh, I, I i felt that it would be wrong for me to be trying to charge for everything i do some artists uh, charge per thing whatever it is that they do if it's a um, you know it's, it's a video or song or whatever but if, when i'm releasing like you know four to five songs a, a, a month and um, you know what am I doing, about 12 blog posts a week? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it, it would it end up being a ridiculous amount of money for me to charge of all of those things. So I, I think for, in my case, it's a fair, the once a week option is fair. A once a month option is, is fair. And, you know, this is like a direct connection between me and the audience. And this is, the, to me, this is the ultimate way of kind of telling the, the, the old school record labels to, excuse for a better word, for piss off. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, we're, we're literally getting rid of all the middleman and everything, you know. Um, and, but not only, I've seen it go, gone to even crazier uh, lengths. Like I've seen, um, for example, Amanda Palmer's stuff, um, which I play for because I think she's brilliant. And oh, I think... And her, she is
0: her, crushing Patreon right
3: now. <laughs> she, she, she is. And, 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 uh, and there's, there's a good reasons behind it as well because, I mean, she's... She didn't just do it out of no, nowhere. Like she's ha- she's built a community of fans for for years before she got to that point. Um, but like she does, her art, her definition is art, and and it's it's loads of different things. Um, it's not not all of it is music. Like some of it is uh, um, there was a lately there was a cartoon video. Um, there's loads of different types of things that she does, and uh, and, and you pledge for per thing, and um, but. Her community has actually turned around when she did first, Like, because you can, you have the option on, on to have your own stream and you, you limit uh, the things that people can see on the stream to the to, to people who are pledging. And her fans turned around and said, okay, this video you did, we want everybody to see it. We paid for it. That's fine. But we want you to share it with everybody else.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's the, that's the community turning around and say, listen, uh, we're not paying for it because you're giving us a product. We're paying because we want that product to happen in the first place. So it's it's, it's completely different kind of support. Um, it, it's very different even to things like Kickstarter because even on a Kickstarter, it, it works on the basis that there's a product that you get in return for pledging. Like, yes, if you, if you pledge... Um, you get the songs. There's no doubt about it. But it's more about the whole idea of you wanted to support the artist. Right on. And I, I, and I think it's a, it's a wonderful platform and I think uh, we're going to see more and more of it in the future.
0: I, I do. I, I honestly think that perhaps this platform might be the way in a couple of years that most established indie artists are getting most of their income and in, uh, supporting themselves. And I think that's Really exciting because, as you said, it can cut out the middleman. Um, Your Patreon page, uh, it just got started, so out there, people, if you want to get on the ground floor and support JP's campaign, you can find it at patreon.com. Excellent. Um, So I want to play one of your songs so people get an idea of what they're supporting. Uh, This one is... It's hot off the presses, right? You wrote, the song is called Love Is What We Need. You just wrote this. Uh, it's about the uh, Syrian refugee crisis, correct?
3: Yeah, well, yeah, kind of relating to it. Um, it's
0: there, a, but... uh, we, we've been listening to it here in the studio, and we love it, and we look forward to sharing it with everybody. We're going to go ahead and play it right now. This is Love Is What We Need by J.P. Collio here on the Break the Business podcast.
2: too hard to see We can't live in a fear right now Love is what we need Please don't change the channel Even if you don't like what you see We can't live in a fear right now Love is what we need Turn a blind eye Even though it is too hard to see We can live in a fear right now Love is what we need but Please don't change the channel Even if you don't like what you see we can live in a fear right now. Love is what we channel Even if you don't like what you see We can't live in a fear right now Love is what
0: That was Love Is What We Need by J.P. Calio here on the Break the Business podcast. J.P., that was incredible.
3: Thank you very much. That, Thank you. That, do, you know, uh, do you know what? Do you know what? I was listening to that and it, I meant to say something about it. Um, that's a good example of what we were talking about earlier on. When I was writing this song, it wasn't a case of, uh, well, I have to write another week's song. It was more of a case of uh, I was looking at the pictures and reading through the stories of the whole thing. And it wasn't a case of... Ooh, I could write about this. It was like, how can I not write about it? You know, the song just comes out and you just, you know, you have the need to express these things and somehow tell the story to others, you know?
0: Yeah, I think that definitely came through. It was a powerful yeah. song. Yeah. It's a true work of art. Um, would, would, it be offend, would you be offended if I say that it, it reminds me of one of my fam- favorite artists, uh, Colin Hay?
3: Jeez, of course not oh. that's great that's great well you always got
0: to be careful with these because like you tell an artist you know it, it reminds me of one of my favorite artists And then you say the artist they go oh i hate that guy <laughs> <laughs> ah yeah no it's 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 beautiful it's uh, very soulful on and uh i'm i'm honored that you gave us the uh opportunity to play it here on the podcast
3: well, I'm, I'm very happy that you played it. It's it's great to share it. You know?
0: So you can check out his website at com. That's J-P-K-A-L-L-I-O music.com. You can follow him on Twitter at J.P. music, and you can support him on his Patreon page. Is there any other places that people can find you, J.P., that
3: I've missed? Uh, well, you, you can find me on Twitter. I've, I've spent a lot of time on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on a Facebook as well, but um, Facebook is... Uh, Facebook is Facebook. It's not as fun these days anymore. I find, uh, I find Twitter somehow a lot more organic, and uh, so I spend a lot more time there. The, the only other thing is that if you take the website, uh, the jp, jpcogliamusic.com, and put forward slash free music, you can sign up to my mailing list, and you get eight free songs.
0: Oh, I like oh, it. great. All right. Thank you very, very much for being on the show, JP. Please don't be a stranger. We'd love to have you on again
3: anytime. Oh, listen, anytime. Um, I, hold on. I'm not going to let you go that easily. Uh, oh, I've, got a question. Oh, wow. I've, I've got a question for you guys. All okay. right. What happened with the Jell-O? Ha! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, hey, he's he's a listener, all right. He's a fan. He's a fan. Okay. Well, JP, as you can tell, Wait, can, we should probably uh, we should probably. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. Yes. So if if you have not listened to the first episode of the show, and really, why haven't you? Uh, at this point, you know, uh, we're just starting out. So please go ahead and listen to that. Uh, I had an unfortunate um, misremembering the fact that I had some Jello <laughs> in the trunk of my car, uh, and it was overnight during the day, and it liquefied. And uh, when I realized that, I wasn't sure what to do with it. So me and Ryan had a discussion on whether or not we should, if I should eat it, if I should toss it out, what would it do to me? Would it kill me? Right. Well, you know, I, I did eat it. I am fine. I mean, I think so. <laughs> if not, I think, Ryan, you would have more problems right now than I would. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know the consistency was definitely a little bit off, and the taste was <laughs> off. So it wasn't. It, 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 it did not stay the same. So I will say that if you liquefy it and re, you know, recool it down, I, refrigerate. It. Oh, there we go. That's the word. There, re- yeah, yeah, you know, refrigerate yeah. it. If only there's a way to refrigerate something. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. It, just get, get some new ones and don't leave it in the car but thank you very much for <laughs> so, for asking so you're safe and sound dave i'm safe and sound all right yeah, yeah. people are happy <laughs> to Let's hear that thank you jp it's good to know people care it's <laughs>
3: <laughs> of course uh, listen guys um i, I really made it like that you, you put a, a really really serious start on this podcast so keep it up because it, it i it's i listen to a lot of podcasts and you guys are making this sound very professional it's a uh, I'm very impressed with the work you've done.
0: That means a lot coming from you. Thank Thank you, you, JP. Thank you. Yes. All right. We'll have you on on soon. Okay. Cool. Brilliant. All right. right, Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. We'll be right back on the Break the Business podcast. Are you an independent artist looking to promote a recent release or crowdfunding campaign? If so, the Break the Business podcast would love to help you out by giving you a shout out on the air. Email us at breakthebusiness at gmail.com and tell us about yourself and your project. It won't cost you anything. We're just looking for a way to give back to the artistic community that's given us so much. Again, that's breakthebusiness@gmail.com at gmail.com for a free shout out. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Break the Business Podcast. How great was JP Calio, Dave? That was a lot of great stuff. Yeah, a lot of good information. Um, very informative for artists. I I always have a soft spart, soft spart, soft spot for the indie artists. I'm glad in this communication business you can
1: communicate. It really just <laughs> it warms my heart. Makes me feel so good for our chances.
0: I always have a soft spot. Yes. For. For independent artists who feel sort of a sense of duty to share their knowledge with other independent artists, so JP, he puts out the quick tips every day, every day to help the artists who are you know further behind him and help them help them bring them up to his level. Another artist who's great with that is Ari Hurston, who we talked about uh, in the A block of the right. show. Um, these guys, they put out lots of great advice for artists. And as I said to JP in the previous segment, it takes a lot of strength for me to not like steal their stuff on a regular basis. Cause it's all so good. And these guys are actually musicians, so they know better than anybody what works and what doesn't work. Um, so check him out, JP I got the whole name right that time. Yep. There we go. Um, and so what's going to happen now, Dave and I have been talking. And we've been talking a lot about the structure of this show. Uh For those of you who've been listening, we break the show up into three segments. You have the A Block, in which we introduce the show, and I talk a little bit about a particular story in the indie music industry. Uh, This week, we talked about Tara Naomi in the A Block and how much I very much want her on the show. And she wrote a great article for Digital Music News about being basically the first big YouTube star and her experience with record companies in the B block. We interviewed uh, JP, who was terrific. And now we have the C block. And what Dave has proposed to me is that he just wants me to hand over the keys to the C block entirely to him. Yes. And not have like much how we wanted Tara Naomi to have you know full creative control over her career. Dave wants full creative control over the D block and anything that goes in it.
1: Well, and you actually even just said it right now. Yeah. It's going to be the D block.
0: Oh, D block.
1: Yeah. A, B, D. D for Dave.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you have some stuff for the D block. I have, I see it yeah. up written on the board. The first thing you yeah. wanted to talk about on the D block is Keith Richards. Keith Richards again? Yes. Again. Because so, we talked about him week last week, right? Or was it two weeks ago? Last week.
1: Yes. Last week, uh, listeners, you will remember that we mentioned that Keith Richards uh, was interviewed um, in the New York Daily News and uh, he had said that Black Sabbath and Metallica were jokes, and he also took out uh, hip-hop music along the way. And you didn't take Kyle to that as a big Metallica fan. I did not. And it's so funny, because Billboard had tweeted that out. And Billboard, again, recently had Keith Richards, a, a, a quote, The Grateful Dead is where everybody got it wrong. Jerry Garcia. Boring shit, man. Jerry Garcia? Yeah. I mean... I, just picking on people who are no longer with us?
0: I, uh, I mean, my God. Yeah. Well, it's, I just find it funny that he's just like, he's going through everybody. I, I feel like there's like a regular segment now with the music news, like with Billboard. Billboard is just going to have a reporter who sits next to Keith Richards and just asks him each week, who do you hate now, Keith?
1: Yeah, well, the, on, on, on Billboard's Twitter page, they have the picture of Keith Richards
0: It's like the masthead. They're going to completely revamp their format. Their format is, is going to, it went from a general magazine about music news and charts to who does Keith Richards hate this week?
1: It It is very, very weird. I, I don't know what his deal is. Yeah. Like I mean, it, he
0: hates everything. He hates I, everything. He does not like anything.
1: I wish we knew what was going on. Wait, what is...
0: <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. Are,
1: are we going to have to stop the show? Is that, is that somebody knocking on the door? I told you to get a red light on the recording. I'm sorry. I'm hold, sorry. Hold on one second.
0: Are we going to get yeah. the door now? Well, okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's open. It's open. Oh, my God. I heard
0: my name. Oh my god! Wait, is that what? Oh, oh my god! It's it, my eyes don't to see me, right? It's no, Kate's that's Richards. Keith Richards. Keith Richards is here. It's Keith Richards. Oh my god! It's a hey, hey, wait, wait, wait! wait I think this, uh, this warrants some applause. Rock legend Keith Richards is live on the Break the Business podcast. Yeah,
1: that's right, you got a chair for me somewhere to sit. Oh, of
0: course. Just give me one moment, Keith. We'll, we'll we'll get you set up with a mic and we'll get you in right here. Let me just set something up here. I, I can't believe this is happening. This is, this is huge. I mean, I our third show. You said last week you wanted Keith Richards on the show, and now Keith is here. Uh, okay, uh, 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 you know All what? Right. We, we just got to throw out some stuff that we were going to do because we got to talk to Keith. Yeah, All uh, right. You, you got me. Oh, Keith. Let me just say, uh, this is an honor. You're a rock legend. To have you on our podcast is, is such a privilege. Right. And who are you? Uh, my name, um, I'm Ryan Carella. I'm the host of the podcast. Brian, right. Brian. Oh, no, no. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Keith. Uh, Ryan, Ryan.
1: Did you just correct me?
0: No, sir. No, sir. No. Yeah,
1: you didn't. No. Of course not. Ryan, Brian, whatever your name is. Right. And this, is, this one's Dave. I definitely know him.
0: I so know him. You know Dave and not me. Oh, you know what? You know what? That's fine. That's fine. That's cool. Don't challenge me. No, of course not. You're a legend, right? So, anyway, I heard you talking about me. Um, yes. Um, we, we we've just been saying how, oh gosh, what an honor. So the last couple of weeks, it seems like you have just been just criticizing all kinds all kinds of artists left and right. You know, you've you've ripped on in the last two weeks. You've ripped on Black Sabbath. You've ripped on the Grateful Dead. You've ripped on Metallica. You've ripped on hip hop. Yeah. Um, what about it? Well, I, I just feel like you've been very hateful lately, and you've just been. Just ripping on everything. And we were just joking, by the way, joking, joking, before you came in, that Keith Richards doesn't like anything. That you hate everything. I don't hate everything. There's lots of things well, I like. Of course you don't hate everything. You know You know what? Let's just, I want to, you know, how about this? Let, let me introduce some i things to you, and you tell me if you like them or hate them. That sounds about because right. Because I think, right now, I want to do this for you, because I feel like a lot of listeners out there, Just think that you hate everything, and that's not fair. So I'm going to talk, I'm going to bring up some things that I think everybody likes, and you tell me what you think of them in your honest opinion. Right. Okay, first one. Um, Everybody loves chocolate ice cream. Do you love chocolate ice cream?
1: Nothing in my life has brought me more visceral hatred than chocolate ice cream.
0: Really? You, You don't like chocolate ice cream, the delicious... Dessert treat. Every time you say
1: the words chocolate ice cream, I want to jump over this desk here and punch you in the face. Oh, I'd rather
0: you not do that. Okay, you don't like chocolate ice cream. That's cool. Everybody likes it. Keith Richard doesn't like. It. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's that's strong, man. that's, yeah. that's no a strong opinion. He has a strong view on. Yeah, I, I thought everybody liked it. He does not, Dave. You know, a, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, cool.
1: What, what else? What, what else? Is okay, there? um <laughs>
0: let me think. um Puppies. Everyone loves puppies. Everybody loves. Who doesn't puppies. love puppies? Keith, I know you love puppies, man. Don't tell me what I like, Brian. Of course not. Uh, again, Ryan. Um, Did, it's Ryan, not Brian. Those little flea bags. What give me allergies? Um, you think I like them? Uh, oh, I, I guess not. I, I just, I figured you puppies were universally liked, but it sounds like you don't like them. No. Okay. Okay. That's fine. All right. Well,
1: look, what else can we do? What else we got here? Well, well, you know, let's think of some movies, right? Movies. Because people like movies. Yes. And, okay. How about this? I got an idea. Okay. You know, what's actually from keith your home country england that i think everyone loves harry potter yes
0: everybody loves harry potter uh it's a universally beloved movie franchise film uh books harry potter you gotta love harry potter right keith richards i do
1: not like harry potter that little brat thinks he can make magic with a
0: blatant wooden stick i make magic with my guitar
1: that's real magic brian
0: Again, again, I can't. I I feel like I I feel bad correcting you again. It's Ryan, Ryan. I'm going to start calling you Steve now, Brian. Uh, Okay, it can be Steve or Brian. I'll be. I'm Brian. Uh, Break the business podcast with Brian. That's fine. And Dave. Uh, You know, I still feel. A little insulted that you know my co-host name but not mine, but you know what? That's cool. Brian's I, close. I, I, okay,
1: I'll defend him on that one, though. I mean, I think we shouldn't really attack him on that part.
0: Okay, that's fine. That's right. fine. That's
1: fair. All right. Well, okay, fine then. Uh, so he doesn't. I, uh, Keith, what movie do you like?
0: Yeah, we'll start with that. Jaylee, thanks for being on with us, Keith Richards, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me, yeah. Uh, We hope we can have you on again soon to tell us more things that you hate. No problem, Brian.
1: Jerry, get the car! Wow, that was something else, huh? That was unexpected, to
0: say the least. I can't believe he just, you know, I I didn't know he knew where the studio was.
1: Yeah, and this is our third episode, and we've already had a walk-on by, would
0: you say, the most famous guitarists and all in rock and roll. Uh, You could certainly make the argument. Um, And I thought that J.P. Caleo and Mary Jennings and Mary Amber were great guests, but I don't think they would be offended if we said that that's the best guest we've ever had. Keith Richards? Yeah. That's a a, a brand new high for us. So, let's try to compose ourselves. Yeah. uh, Get ourselves back to a normal state, uh, because we still have a a couple more segments mm-hmm. or, or another thing you wanted well, to do. Well, we still got some more in the D block. Okay. Okay. looks like the other thing you have in the D block is the game show. Oh, great. Yes. We got such
1: good feedback on the game show. I think people really liked it. You got one out of three last time. I
0: did. So we are doing, we're going to be doing, last week we called it Dave's As Yet Untitled Game Show. That's correct. Um, I assume that in this week you have come up with a new name. And I do know that you recorded some imaging for yeah. this. Yes, yes, I did. So I'm looking forward to playing this imaging and finding out what the actual title for your game show is. Here we go.
1: Now it's time for Dave's as yet untitled game show here on the Break the Business podcast. Here's Dave.
0: Hey, right. How's it going? Oh, for crying out loud. What? So <laughs> let me make sure. Let me, let me do this. Let me, let me play it one more time. Make sure I got this. Here we go.
1: Now it's time for Dave's As Yet Untitled game show here on the Break the Business podcast. Here's Dave. It sounds even better the second time.
0: You know, I got to say, you got a great announcer for it. Oh, the best guy in the business. Um, He he sounded solid. Um, Nothing like you, which is good. You you got the contrast going. Yes. Um, I noticed that you, even though you recorded imaging for the show, you did not actually change the title. It's still As Yet Untitled. Yes. So
1: remember, I said that there was a guy I had hired writing you did. it. Well, okay. Well, he couldn't come up with anything, so he's gone. Um, I've got now a team, a team, guys, a well, team. Yeah, got,
0: you know, get some, get some, get a couple heads together.
1: Yes, we got three guys now going on. Three guys. Well, actually, in, well, I say guys. There's two guys and a girl. So obviously, you want the female perspective and all this. Oh yeah, you gotta yeah, make sure diversity. Inclusive. Yeah, you know, look out for the demo and everything.
0: Um, so now they're working on it. And I got hope, man. I got hope. So we remain hopeful that perhaps the next time we do this, you're going to have the title done. Yes. No promises. Uh, All right. So tell us, for the people who are just tuning in for the first time, tell everybody how the game works. All right. Well,
1: basically the game is um, a before and after style game where I'm going to give Ryan... Uh, some clues, and essentially the names sort of run together. There's a common link point. So, like, I'll use the example from last week. This is a tale about a grizzled cop and a boy wizard fighting crime.
0: And so we came with Dirty
1: Harry Potter. Yes, exactly. We got Harry's the middle link in there. All right, so last week
0: you had one out of three... Yeah, I got one out of three, and I guess if I get two out of three, I win. The third one is always really hard, right? Yes. And if I get one wrong, we have uh, this queued up. Wrong! I have a feeling we're going to be using that a lot. We certainly used it a lot last time, but I... I have been practicing. I've been doing the mental reps. I've been watching the before and after on Jeopardy. I've been looking at them online. So I feel like my muscles are stronger this week. Okay. And I like my chances. I think I'm going to get, I think I'm going to win it this time.
1: All right. And let's see, you know, also because, you know, hey, maybe I have some mercy on you because I gave you some hard ones last week. And again, please go back and listen to that episode so you can actually follow along with and have fun. Also, tell your friends. Hey, always tell your friends. Yeah. Yeah, please. All right. You ready? Yes. Let's do this. All right. We're going to. Start off here. I think it's a bit of an easy one. And you know, what? here's what else I learned. I'll give you some categories. Okay. Categories. So, so that's helpful. Th- this one is going to be um, kind of like music and people. So we're not doing movie titles right now. Music so, and people. So we're doing people. Okay. okay. All right. Forget caterpillars. Butterflies are where it's at for this former husband of a Kardashian.
0: Okay. Ooh. Oh, there's a lot going on there. Is this? There's only two, right? Yes. It's Two-parter. All right, give it to me again. Forget
1: caterpillars, butterflies are where it's at for this former husband of a Kardashian. Forget
0: caterpillars, butterflies is where it's at for this former husband of a Kardashian. All right, so when I think former husband of a Kardashian, and I don't know why I work back to front. I should really go you know in chronological order from how you said it. But husband of a Kardashian, the first thing that comes to my mind is Chris Humphreys. Um, he was a husband of a Kardashian who is now a former husband. And I'm trying to think if there are any other famous Kardashian husbands. Um, I mean, you have Kanye West, but he's currently married. So let's go with Chris Humphreys. And now the first part was, can you give me the first part again? Forget caterpillars, butterflies are where it's at. Forget caterpillars, butterflies is where it's at. Something Chris, something Chris- caterpillars butterflies like what's people listening at home do you have it so people listening at home we need something that ends with chris um i mean there's like peter chris from kiss but Mm. that has nothing to do with butterflies um caterpillars now please there's probably some of you out now
1: right now shouting at ryan and shout a little bit louder because remember we can't hear you (laughs) so you need to be as loud as you can for this to for you to reach through us and
0: plus this isn't live so you have to shout so loudly that your words actually go back in time to when we recorded this. You know what's really great? When, when artists just completely shatter the fourth wall. That's what they do all the time. <laughs> do, do people really think this is live? They download it from iTunes. Just, just like cartoons are live. I gotta stay focused. Don't take my okay, focus yes. away.
1: We gotta stay focused. I'm, 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 giving, I'm putting a timer on you. Forget caterpillars. Butterflies are where it's at for this former husband of a Kardashian. Do you have an answer?
0: Oh, butterflies. No. Wrong.
1: Wrong. I, I, I slipped the button there. I actually hit something else. Yeah, you,
0: you, uh, you, all right. you were hitting the wrong you were button, off and you because cow.
1: I think you would have gotten it if you had gotten the second part correct. Oh, crap. Chris, and it's interesting, because, oh, yeah, Chris Humphreys, is there another for NBA star that's a former Kardashian mm-hmm. husband? Lamar Odom? Yes. And who had an album come out earlier this year called To Pimp a Butterfly? Kendrick Lamar Odom. Yeah. No! Ah, But, you. Oh. yes, you did not get it. You were wrong. That was right. It's amazing how you can kind of get there and just completely not get it. That's, that's weird. That's a weird skill you
0: have. I, I always get, I got the first one wrong last week too. I always start playing from behind. Yeah. And it forces me to go on some insane winning streak, yeah. knowing full well that your third one's going to be excruciatingly <laughs> hard. Oh God. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's do number two. All right. Here's number two. Now. I can't believe I got that wrong. All right. Movies, movies,
1: movies. There's no flying in baseball, but there is corn
0: lots and lots of corn there's no flying in baseball but there's corn lots and lots of corn did i get that right yes there's like, no flying in baseball so you but said there's
1: corn lots and lots of corn
0: so you said flying yes there's no flying okay well when i think corn and baseball lots and lots of corn the first thing that comes to mind, and I don't know why, I always work backwards with these. Is Field of Dreams? Okay, um, that's corn, and it's baseball. And then the other part was there's, and you said flying, uh-huh. and the, um, and I gotta think of a flying movie with field as the last word. I don't know why I said that. So I have to talk like this. No, okay, let's oh, come on, Ryan. Do I, I should get half a point if I get half of it right? No. No, I'm wrong. Yes, you are wrong. God, I love that button. <laughs> that button is going to be broken in like a month. Like all the other buttons are going to be fine on the sound effects board. That one's going to be like cracking. It has paid for itself already. <laughs> all right. Come on, Ryan. Something field of dreams of no flying. Oh, God. There's um, no flying in baseball. Oh, the, but there's corn. No, I, lots and lots I of I understand corn. that's sort of a play off of a league of their own. But, you know, a league of their own field of dreams doesn't work. The, the phrases have to connect. Right. Um, um, this is going to be wrong, but Clover field of dreams. Wrong.
1: Wrong. Let's do it again just for the added effect. Wrong. Oh, I love that sound. All right. What is it? There's no flying in baseball. You, you just. You, Angels in the Outfield of Dreams.
0: Oh, because angels fly? Yeah. Well, come on. Like, I'm thinking airplanes. Maybe that's my fault. But there's even baseball in it. I understand. How did you not know Joseph Gordon-Levitt's masterpiece, (laughs) Angels in the Outfield? You know what the funny thing is about Angels in the Outfield? One of my friends actually noted this on... It was either Facebook or Twitter the other day. How many freaking stars are in that movie? Mm -hmm. But. Not stars, like, in main characters. Like, stars in bit roles. Yeah. Adrian Brody. Y- yeah. He, I think he was one of the outfielders, I think. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey. Wow, was, see, I even forgot that part. Yeah, he was one of the outfielders. And, of course, a young Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I mean, he's ridiculous. And like Christopher Lloyd was Al. And Christopher Lloyd was Al. Like, this, this, like, little silly Disney family movie was a, like, proving ground for future movie stars yeah.
1: thank god it was the angels and not the padres otherwise he would have had an nl cap and then his name would be no
0: right then he couldn't he couldn't be al yeah and also thank god the movie wasn't made later when you know umpires weren't grouped by american league or national league you
1: know, all right this bit's that's, dying
0: it's kind of a deep yeah. cut. sorry <laughs> sorry sorry but there's like one guy who's like a huge baseball fan and an angels in the outfield fan who's like eh, that's funny yeah all right, so I've already lost. Yeah, so
1: you're O of 2, so you can still match your total of last week if you get this one, but this I'm one... i going
0: to, is what you're ed- telling me. But this
1: one also, I got creative with this one.
0: I really, like, this was like, oh, Dave, great job, bro. I gotta tell you, the D-block is very unkind to me. Like, the D-block, I get Keith Richards yelling at me. By the way, great to have Keith Richards on the show, but like, oh, he couldn't blessed. even get my name right, and then I have to go right into a game show where I can't get any answers correct. I have a feeling D-Block's going to be our pop- most popular segment. Oh, good for, Something
1: good for the D-Block. tells me that. And again, write in, let us know. Break the business at gmail.com. <laughs> all right, last one for all the marbles. Okay. Bang, bang, snoochie boochies. No. That's the whole thing? Yes. That's the whole thing? Yes. Be- <laughs> it's so diabolically simple. Give it to me again bang bang snoochy boochies
0: i hate you okay it's a, it's a you good. are you are we have a friendship of 20 years going back to junior high and i'm filled with a visceral hatred for you right now <laughs> oh oh that's sad but i still need an answer <laughs> bang bang snoochy okay we're we're combining music and movies okay so snoochie boochies that that sounds like um, like one of the Kevin Smith references, like Mallrats or Chasing Amy, or one of those things. Okay, and Bang Bang I mean, was a song that just came out recently that involved Jesse J. It had um, Ariana Grande in it, and it had Nicki Minaj. Those are the three singers. What well, Like, I think I got my mic.
1: Someone just yelling the answer. From home, thank you, sir, or and, and ma'am, thank you, sir,
0: and ma'am. You right there, we appre- I appreciate you getting the answer right. Okay, so those are the three people in Bang Bang and Snoochie Boochies. Um, I'm trying to think from those three names, uh, do any of those tie into like a Kevin Smith movie? And I'm thinking Clerks, Chasing Amy, Mallrats, Dogma, Clerks 2, um. Gosh, why am I blanking on Kevin Smith movies? I loved his movies. And none of them seem to connect. Four, sh- that doesn't help me. Three, uh, two, I don't know! Two and a half. I, 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 I don't have it. I'm sorry.
1: Wrong. Do it again. Wrong. You're going to hate yourself so much. Was I close? Was I in the ballpark? Was I in the city that built the ballpark? Jesse, Jay, and Silent Bob strike back. No. I so badly want to curse right now.
0: <laughs> Ugh. Mother... Ugh. <laughs> I was so close. It, it, your
1: your talent is amazing. You're listing all the Kevin Smith movies except that one. And even say Jesse J out loud. Oh. I love torturing you.
0: Right. And, and I, I even said, what's the one movie I can't... Okay, so I started this podcast in such a great mood, and now I'm so angry, but that was actually very fun. Well put together, that, Dave. That was a great episode of that show. Thank you. <laughs> we got a little bit of on outro. Wrong! Wrong!
2: Wrong! Wrong! All right.
0: 0 for, for 3. I know. That was bad, even by my standards. Hopefully, I'll do better next week, and I hope, or whenever we can do this again, yeah. Um, hopefully, I'll see you all next week. And Dave, um, you're going on vacation, right, pal? I'm
1: actually taking a little uh, road trip. Uh, going to be heading up to see some uh, some music of my own.
0: I'm going to see some Metallica shows. Oh, you're so, up in Canada. That's so freaking baller, dude! That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope to see you all next week on the Break the Business Podcast. Thank you very, very much for listening. Our thanks to JP Calio. See you soon. <laughs>